Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. We are live. Let me make an adjustment here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, and i got to tell you, there is hardly anybody here. And I have received probably a dozen, 12, 15 emails today telling me that we're being unsubscribed, Dave, and we can't resubscribe. And we are, uh, yeah, thank you for the 5 by 5 notice. That's another issue, too. You know, I, I thought free speech might still be present in America, but I guess it's not. Um, I should mention this before we jump in. Excuse me. Chris Kitsy, good friend of mine, is uh, working on something with a new kind of communication to supplant the Internet. And this guy has the means to do it. He um, He's going to do a show on this with me. In fact, I think I'm going to drop him online tonight, um, sooner rather than later, because th- this crap is getting old with all the interferences unsubscribe people and um it's it is i know lena petrova who um i have a lot of respect for her work um former auditor cpa she does some really good videos on the economy she's moving to rumble um and she's i think she's phasing out this site excuse me Yeah, I need to, um, hang on just a second here. I need to fix something. I hope, I hope I'm not getting a cold. But anyway, um, just fixing myself something to drink here because it this thing, is this cough is getting nasty. Okay. Um, Gavin Newsom versus Nikki Haley. I'm not joking. Now, if you're not familiar with this, Gavin Newsom is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi by marriage. What a family that is. Anyway, um, the Democrats are desperate to get rid of Joe Biden. In fact, let me uh, read to you some interesting stats here on this. And then I'm going to get right to the point. By the way, while I'm looking this up, I just wanted to tell you that um, more bad news on the banking front, and I'm not going to cover that tonight because of the fact that it's just really repetitive. It's more of the same, only worse. The mid-sized banks that are in trouble have grown to 80 on the watch list. That affects small business. It affects you. Um, and uh, let me just give you some data on uh, Joe Biden. Only 39% of the Democrats approve of him. Now, trust me on this. Trust me, this is going somewhere. This is very, very significant because he just gave an East Asian speech. So anyway, and and I kind of lost my train of thought here for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to get out of the bank, particularly if you have retirement. Let Noble Gold do it for you. Noble Gold is the best there is. I've been a customer for five years. And... um, my wife and I over this weekend, um, this next weekend, we're going to have a discussion about what we're going to do with the remainder of our resources because we're going to try to extricate as much from the banks as we can. Um, and we're probably going to buy some more gold and silver coins 
it's not like we're throwing a ton of money out there, but you know, what's yours is yours, right? So um, we are going to do that. And I can send you a free information packet that'll explain everything to you. DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. And they are the best at what they do. And otherwise I wouldn't be with them. I'm not a fan of gold companies, but I am a fan of Noble Gold. Um, the Democrats, 39% approval rating in a left of center poll. 39%. I can't even believe it's that high because I'm going to give you some contrary um, uh, figures from the economy that you're not seeing from a left of center polling. The historical figures are this. The wealthy have increased their reach over the economy by 20%. That's the upper 1%. And that's since the 1980s. And then uh, the middle class has declined from 32% of the overall wealth of America, 17%, the poor, 7 to 4%. And to do a, a mini view from pre-pandemic to now, the middle class has lost 8% in buying power, real buying power, but it's more than that. When you factor in inflation, they've lost a third of their income. So the average middle-class person since pandemic has lost over 40% of their buying power. How could any Democrat support that? I mean, do they not work for a living? you got to assume some have jobs and some are in the middle class. And they're getting destroyed by this president. But even if these numbers are right, 39% of the Democrats support Biden. 39% and we're coming up on an election year? It's amazing. And it's even worse. The independents, 61% disapprove of Biden, of the independents. And here's what's funny. 95% of the Republicans, I guess Uniparty invades the Republican uh, grassroots people too. 5% think Biden's doing a good job. All right. Now, keeping these figures in mind, it's been said, CNN has said it, MSNBC has said it. They want to dump Biden, but they got to find the right way to do it. Now, this is a, he's a troubled man. And when he gave a speech about Ukraine in the first year, remember he said, regime change, we're going to go after Putin and the White House freaked. Oh, no, 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 you can't say that, can't say that. Now they're saying it, but then they didn't want to say it. And so they had to back off the statement and try to make an excuse. He says things inappropriate all the time, all the time. Um, In fact, he was given a speech somewhere recently domestically, and his wife came up and and, uh, uh, one of his handlers, and they ended the speech right there because he was going off point again. All right, here's what he said in an Asian speech, speaking to East Asian Economic Council. I got to tell you, I really admire Gavin Newsom. Comes from good stock. It's intelligent. And if the country discovers how great a job he's done in California, let me digress. California is $50 billion in debt. California has a huge murder rate. California has unbelievable levels of crime in its urban areas. But he's done an unbelievable job. Back to Biden. He seek, he has many of the attributes that would make him a great president. <laughs> it's these, you know, attributes that could help him to get the job that I'm seeking. It's exactly what he said, the job that I'm seeking. And you've got to be kidding me. Did Joe Biden just endorse Gavin Newsom and he knows he's being dumped? (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, are you serious? I mean, shouldn't some things come before this? Like, 
well, I've considered my health is not what it used to be, and it's tough to campaign and run the country or at a crisis time, and I want to make sure that someone who's a little more able-bodied than I am can step up, and I'll be behind the scenes giving every assistance I can, but I've decided not to run for re-election. Wouldn't that be the kind of speech that you'd expect to hear prior to say Gavin Newsom has the attributes to hold the position that I'm seeking. Oh, my God. They've already talked to him. Is it not obvious? Is this not obvious? And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I fear this so badly. I do. I fear this immensely. Um, Nikki Haley, we went through her this last this past week. Um, if Trump is not the candidate, there is nobody in that field that can even halfway run for the presidency. Because Nikki Haley has the support of the military-industrial complex and their related banking interests, which means BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. She'll have unlimited money. She'll run like a Democrat. She is one. She's a uniparty. And she's a communist, and she's a warmonger, and she'll send your kids off to war to die. Someone was telling me today, I like Nikki Haley. Actually, someone said this to me. I said, really? I said, you got two sons, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to enjoy going to their funeral? Because that's what she'll do to them. So, by the way, her husband's big time in this, too. So you got Gavin Newsom on one hand versus Nikki Haley on the other. Costa Rica is looking pretty good, isn't it? This is unbelievable. By the way, speaking of that sentiment, did you see that Barbara, no one knows who she is anymore, Streisand? Did you see what she said? Donald Trump is real. He's president. President Trump. Couldn't even understand her. She's just mumbling. Sing a song, honey. Just at least hum it. You don't have to worry about understanding the words. But she sounded like she had marbles in her mouth. And she, she basically said, if Trump is president again, she's leaving the country. Oh, that would be worth it right there. That would be worth it right there. She's really good friends with the Clintons. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? So anyway, how do you feel about that? Nikki Haley versus Gavin Newsom. We speculated that might happen. But if we got close here to 2024, I thought, no, I guess they're going to try to tough it out with him. But, you know, they don't even have a campaign headquarters for him. And we are less than a year out from the election. Do you not think that they should be putting someone forward now to run? I knew it wouldn't be Hillary. I knew it wouldn't be Michelle. But I thought it might be Newsom. But, you know, you look at Newsom, $50 billion in debt for one state. So I just thought I would share that part with you here. I have more. And um, let me go to my other note here. Good news for Trump on the campaign trail. <clears throat> the Colorado judge, trying to make, trying to be legal while making the other side happy, said, I find that Donald Trump committed insurrection. Bullshit. Go forth and peacefully protest. That's what he said. Boy, if that's insurrection, oh, okay. And then he turned around and said, but you can't keep him off the ballot, Colorado. And you have all of these negative actions going on towards Trump, but they're losing. Fannie Willis said, we may not get this trial over with until after the election. But yesterday she asked for the trial to start in Atlanta three months before the election. Talk Talk about exposing your hand. And then the judge ruled, you know, told Jack Smith, hey, you know, Jack, it looks how it is. Trump can't be muzzled, Judge. You can't do that to him. Okay, no gag order. And what did Jack Smith say? Well, 
We'll just ask again. The purpose is election suppression. And what did he do? He questioned the results of an election. Now, I want you to hear this, though. In Georgia, he's accused of interfering in the election. So questioning it means you're interfering. Okay? Yesterday in Georgia, a judge ruled that Voting machines are not reliable. And he went through a whole litany of things, both um, kind of on the sinister side and on the innocent, Jesus, just problems with them. But a judge ruled this yesterday in the very domain of which Trump is under trial for questioning an election. I mean, it, this is like twilight zone time. It truly is. And I just wanted to make sure that You heard this because this is not being reported in the mainstream media. I went and looked CNN, MSNBC, and all the other propagandist networks, and I couldn't find anything on this judge's ruling in the mainstream media. And when you go to the major search engine, I think it was like on page five or six. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Yeah, they don't want you to see this. Nothing to see here, folks. Okay, Um, let me take a look and see because I've covered some, this is some blockbuster stuff for the election. Um. I'm just looking at some of your comments here. Hillary is endorsing the electric probe. <laughs> okay, I won't say any more to that. 
Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. The Pentagon just finished, what was it? It's sixth or seventh audit. And they're still missing $3 trillion. Now that General Milley is retired, you have to wonder, he must be having one hell of a vacation. He'd go to Mars and back. This is crazy. $3 trillion. And we have an IRS. And we have a DOJ. And they could be doing a joint investigation of this, and they won't touch it because it's the criminal Democrats. Um, I have no idea who Ryan uh, Lindley is. I'm sorry. I'm not connecting it to anything. Um, okay, I want to jump into one more topic here tonight, and it's uh, Xi Jinping. And pretty soon he's going to be Xi Jinping Pong. He's in trouble. He's going to be batted around the room like an old ping pong ball. Now let's go through what he's done. He fired two generals and no one's heard of them. Okay, they don't know where they are. His defense minister was fired and a week later he died of a heart attack. Think what you want. Uh, people are openly mocking the Chinese government now in places like Shanghai. They're, they're tired of it. They're tired of the restrictions. They're tired of this. They're tired of that. The true spirit of freedom is starting to come out in China. And China's on the edge of collapse. And this is a big story that's not being reported here. But you can go around the world and find new sites. It is being reported. The Chinese banks were ordered by the CCP to loan money. Absolutely had to do it to the um, large corporations and large banks. China is starting a bailout. I kid you not. Now, this is good news, and this is bad news for us. The good news is, for us, China won't be able to project military power. They won't. They're in big trouble. They'll be lucky if they can maintain what they've done on the Belt and Road, and I question whether they can. So that's one good news. But, if China's economy goes very far south, and it looks like they're on the edge, where do you get your insulin from? Where do you get all that psychotropic medication that about 20% of America's on, and you can't go off at cold turkey, a lot of these medications? People will freak. I mean, we're going to have some bizarre stuff going on. We won't get that. Uh, we won't get the cancer medication, we won't get the heart medication, all manufactured there. And if their economy does what it appears it's ready to do, this could get really, really ugly. And then we add to the fact that the Panama Canal can only process a little bit, and that's 40% of our imports. Not good. It's not good at all. But I don't know, what, what do we hope for? A broke China where we don't get our supplies, but we don't have World War III. I mean, that's kind of the what you're looking at right here. Now, I'm going to predict right now, before we elect another president, should we have the election, uh, Xi Jinping will be out of power. There are rich and powerful people in China that want to make money. They want entrepreneurship honored at the top levels of of the CCP, and they don't want Xi Jinping's micromanaging the economy. They feel they have a real chance to cut in on the dollar since so many of the nations have gone away from the dollar as reserve currency, and they see this as a huge opportunity, and Xi Jinping is missing the boat. He has oligarchs like Biden has oligarchs, like Putin has oligarchs, and they all want different things. And I will tell you another thing, too, is I wouldn't be surprised if Putin was out of office in less than a year because he's so bogged down in the war. The, who really runs the country, honestly, it's the oligarchs. It's about 11 of them in Russia. And they want to make money on their oil. The ruble, has it, it just sucks. And, you know, they, they want to make money on the oil. 
Putin is concerned about revitalizing his legacy, wants to reconstitute the old Soviet Union. That's what Ukraine is really about. That's what uh, Georgia was about when he invaded there. Chechnya, the same thing. Putin has always been about reconstituting. Now, remember, he was in the KGB, later became the FSB, big-time intelligence agent. He was in charge in Berlin for the KGB, East Berlin. That's a big position. And I look, I look at him and I'm saying, he's taking um, this defeat and loss of the Russian Empire, the old Soviet Union, personally. And he's made it his mission to recapture it. But the conflict he's coming into is these personal ambitions are interfering with the profits of his oligarchs. He faces a similar fate as Xi Jinping. I'm going to tell you, Xi Jinping could very well be assassinated. I really think that's possible. Putin, possibly, possibly. The other triumvirate in this group, Biden, no, not much of a chance. But you have to wonder how Gavin Newsom would be. And this is why I went off on this trail, because now I'm back to the lead story. How would Gavin Newsom be viewed if he was able by hook or crook to get the presidency? What do you think? And I've already told you my thoughts on Nikki Haley, but Gavin Newsom is one scary dude. He is as immoral as the day is long, and he would impose his morality on the country the same way he is on uh, California. Have you seen where he's trying to remove parental authority in several key areas of a child's life? We, the state, will raise your kid. You will do what we tell you or we'll take your kids away from you. This really could describe a lot of what Newsom's doing. This could be really, really bad. Really bad. Could he get elected? Not against Trump. But I want to remind you, today is November 18th. The president will be going to Dallas in three days. He'll land at Love Field, where he'll be greeted by Secret Service. And they will tell him, oh, Mr. President, be an easy trip. We're not going to put the bubble up on the uh, limousine. And by the way, you're so popular. We, when we drive through this new route, we just change the parade route. Um, you won't have the bubble up. We won't have all the Secret Service agents on the side of the car. They'll just be in your way. You won't effectively be able to wave to the crowd. And, oh, by the way, we're going to make you the lead car. Now, we ordinarily can't do that. That's Secret Service rules. We can't put the president's car in the lead or the rear. But this one time, let's do it. Because you're loved in Dallas. Change the initials. From JFK to DJT. They still got a chance to take him out of the uh, presidential race through their legal means, illicit legal means. How far are they willing to go? And I have a question for you. I got a couple of announcements here. Um, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to do another, do another live stream later tonight to announce something, but... Um, how many of you miss Art Bell? Now, I didn't like everything Art Bell did, but I got to tell you, that was some of the best damn radio I ever, ever, ever heard. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Let me pull this closer so I can read your um, comments better. But do you guys, what do you guys think, honestly, of Art Bell? He's been gone since April, I believe it was April of 2018. Um, I was on his show as an anonymous guest. Um, at that time, uh, the Phoenix lights, 1997, I was teaching for a college and they assigned me two nights a week to go to Luke air force base. And I, I taught military people, which was great because I grew up in a military family. I knew the culture well, and, uh, I fit right in because I could really identify with veterans being raised by one. 
And um, the Phoenix Lights happened. And this was our bell. Okay. He covered it so well. I'm actually out that night. We lived in the city then. This is probably about, um, oh gosh, five years, six years before we moved to the country. And I'm out and I got this little light out there and I'm shooting baskets in my driveway. And uh, this is when I was still playing, um, even at my advanced age at the time. And you had a clear shot of the highway, I-17, about four miles away. And I'm seeing these lights in a V formation. And it's moving really slow. It's going like this. Now, this is one of the approaches to Sky Harbor Airport. And so we're used to seeing the planes come in, and they were moving three, four times the speed. I thought this craft fire wasn't going over 25 miles an hour. As I found out later, it was multiple crafts flying in formation. But a lot of people saw it as one craft because the alignment was so good. So I'm out there shooting and shooting, and my neighbor comes out, and he's talking to me. And I'm saying, look at this. And we really had a few minutes to look at it from north to south. I thought, wow, that's just amazing. Now, it just so happened, I had someone, and I'm not going to identify the position, but I had someone at the airbase where I taught in my class who was in a position to know things. So the next week when I have this person in class, um, it, and I told him, I said, started the class off, I said, well, you know, I know I'm teaching you psychology, and you might say, physician, heal thyself, because I saw those Phoenix lights. <laughs> I said, I really saw them. And I said, it was nothing like I ever saw. And this guy came up to me in the break. And he said, uh, you're not crazy. We tracked it. And I know what you saw. And um, so Art and I had a lot of mutual friends, the late Bill Pollock, Vance Davis. Who, If you follow me, you know, you've seen Vance on my show. And um, um, Vance and I have been friends for over 30 years. Bill died about 10 years ago. And so they both knew Art really well. And they go, you know, Dave's a friend of ours. And um, he knows some things about the Phoenix Lights. So I got the call. And I said, there's no way in hell I can come on. Why? I said, because I'll implicate somebody. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I said, I know how this game is played. This guy will be in the stockade. And I said, no way am I doing this. And they said, we'll completely camouflage you. Okay. Can you guarantee it? Yeah. So I was on our show in 1997. And, I'm, and I don't know if you can, I don't remember the date, but it was a couple of weeks, maybe after the event. And um, I just told the story. I was probably on about 10 minutes. And Art asked me a couple of questions. And uh, I said, I can't really go there. And then I said, but Art, this is nothing new to you. And I asked him a question. He hung up on me. <laughs> so that was my experience with Art Bell. But I was a religious listener. I truly was. And I knew a lot of the people that were regular guests. Uh, one time, uh, Richard Hoagland was brought to me. Um, by Bill Pollock, the late Bill Pollock. And um, Richard said, you know, you should talk to Dave. His dad worked reverse engineering theoretical physics of Nazi technology. And um, so Richard called me several times. We had several conversations on it. Um, and Vance was on coast to coast oh, probably five or six times. Bill was on a couple times. So we had a lot in common. And, and I have to tell you, I love the man show. I thought he was the best broadcaster because he made you think. And he had a lot of Joe Rogan in him. And what I mean by that, the guys I find interesting to listen to are the people who really are interested in what they're asking. And you're saying, in other words, you got a topic in this guy, Art would just delve into the topic. Whether it was something crazy like Mel's Hole or Area 51, he had a fascination for the topics. And that enthusiasm carried over, and then he'd have people on that would make you stretch your imagination. I got to tell you, there was one show Art did, and he had Richard Hoagland on. And the show came on at 11 o'clock local. Now, I got to be up and teaching a class at 8 o'clock in the morning. 
And I thought, well, Richard's on. I want to hear this. And Richard started talking about aliens and what astronauts told him. Richard used to be with NASA. And uh, he said, but the astronauts had told him, I could not stop listening. My wife got up about one. Is it isn't time you went to bed? Um, but I couldn't stop. And I think Richard was done about 3 a.m. And I got about three hours sleep. But he actually said something I'll never forget. He said, well, if they're aliens, he goes, you know what I think they are? He said, I think they're us who left for whatever reason, went out there a long time ago and then have come back. And I thought, yeah, I don't know that I buy that. It doesn't really fit the Genesis 6 um, narrative. But um, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I'm leading somewhere with this. Oh, should I digress on this? This comment came in and just said it was on Joe Rogan's show. The Rock said they approached him to be president. Yes, that's true. But also, too, The Rock was exposed for who and what he is. I think he's a really pleasant guy when you just, he's gregarious. He's likable. All right? He's one tough dude. But when you're worth that much money, like he and Oprah, why are you begging from people that are living in a failed economy? to pay for the people of Lahaina when you already live there and you could be helping them yourself. And um, Joe Rogan exposed that disconnect. I listened to that interview and uh, Joe did a great job. Didn't antagonize him at all, but he exposed him for the polarization that's in our country. But yes, Rock did say he's been approached to be president. That's a joke. That's a joke. He is nowhere prepared. You say, well, Donald Trump. No, 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 no. Donald Trump, in the course of his business, had to deal with a lot of government entities for decades. A lot more experience. A lot more experience. Um, yeah, someone brought up here about Art and Malachi Martin. You know, Malachi Martin, um, I remember Art um, asked him when he was really suffering and eventually dies. How'd you fall down the stairs, Malachi? I was pushed. And he was revealing the dark secrets of the Vatican. See, that's just Art Bell. It was absolutely fantastic. So I'll cycle forward. Um, It's about 2007. Um, I was on in the station. We had actually, um, we're on five stations. And we had syndicated, but... My uh, The owner who brought me on to do my show, because he had me on a lot to talk about McCain's Mafia, he offered me a show, and it was going well, and then he decided he had to sell the station, and he was in bad health, and he's now passed. It was the late Pete Peterson. And um, the people that took the show over actually ran the station. The ground doesn't even exist anymore. And so um, RBN picked me up about three months later. And I'm going along, and you know, I'm only doing once a week because I'm still coaching college basketball, and Sunday night was the only night that I knew I would be free to do something. And so I went to John Statmiller, the owner, and I said, you know, John, I said, uh, you know, art's not full-time anymore, and I'm not really into so much of the esoteric ghost and demon stuff like he was, but there's stuff in there that is going to go untouched now. And I said, I think someone needs to pick up the slack. And, oh, did he? He was not kind, very flippant, dismissive, and sarcastic to my request. That's why eventually I will leave RBN because of control of editorial content. And that's how I ended up being independent on my own. Um, But what I'm thinking of doing is um, I'm not going to imitate our show, show, but... I think there's topics that need to be talked about. And I think also, too, art was entertaining. And I want to do it in a way that will stretch your imagination and be entertaining. And although we still need to, and Doug Thornton and I talked about this on an interview we did this morning, um, we still need to stay focused on the battle we have to fight that's in front of us. We can't walk away from that. But I think we need some relief from time to time, too. So I'm thinking about you know, kind of picking up the mantle. I even chose my first topic. Okay, are you ready for this? 
the first topic I thought about would be like a fictional account dedicated to Art uh, and his great work. And by the way, did you know Art Bell was on almost 600 stations at his height and he had 15 million listeners each night? No wonder he scared the hell out of them. And he got duped. I should tell this story because most people don't know this story. I do know it. And Art um, used to get the visits from the Black Ops. He talked about that on air quite a bit. Now, they don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. And um, the stuff that he did was phenomenal. I'm thinking I want to put something aside and save it. But anyway, um, Art had a fascination with aliens. The worst interview he ever did, though, was with the uh, grandson of Admiral Byrd. Something happened at the South Pole in Antarctica with Admiral Byrd. I don't know if his diary or what purports to be his diary is accurate. He was flying and he flew into some mystical, maybe other dimensional reality. And they kind of locked onto his plane, made him land and said, don't you ever come back here again? And then three of the ships were sunk. That's true. He lost three ships and they never went back and they stopped their exploration three months prematurely. I don't know how much is true. I mean, the fact their facts are what I told you, but I don't know if he really encountered these people, but Art interviewed his grandson and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, well, I know about the diary because that's come out and I don't know if it's true, but the grandson was telling these stories with great detail and Art dismissed him and basically hung up on him. <laughs> I don't know. I just, so anyway, um, these are the type of topics that I want to, uh, to look at the first show that I'd have in mind and dedicated to Art's memory would be, What if aliens were really running the planet and Klaus Schwab is just his little minion and you're rooted in Genesis six and go from there. Be pretty interesting. Although some of the things I'd get into would not be real popular with um, YouTube and they're getting real sensitive. I don't know if you heard Gary Franchi was, um, demonetized Joe Rogan for president can you see him being sworn in though I swear to uphold the oath of the effing president <laughs> with no BS yeah <laughs> I, I tell you what um he would need fewer Secret Service agents. You ever seen him leg kick a heavy bag? I have on a show. I would not bet on him. He, he can break legs. He's purported to have one of the strongest leg kicks in recorded history. The power is unbelievable. He's a tough guy. He's a real, not just an announcer. He's a, he's a tough, tough man. But um, president, could we do any worse? So anyway, I'm thinking about doing this, and I don't know how often we're going to do it. I'm looking for suggestions for names. I don't know, like Midnight in Maricopa, or <laughs> live from FEMA Region 3. I don't know. I, I just was throwing things out today to Doug, and we were talking about this. But it's something that I'm really thinking about doing, and I just uh, wondered how it would be received here. And what you guys said, you know what? I got to tell you, though, I looked this up today about Mel's hole. Brent is mentioning this. Um, no one's ever found it. But Art was absolutely sure this was true. And I used to laugh through that part of the show. I'd listen to it and I just thought it was hysterical. But the one thing, and I'll give you an example. This is the kind of thing I like to cover. I'm driving cross country. I'm actually driving from Phoenix to Denver to to visit family. And Coast to Coast comes on. I think it was a listen to it out of Albuquerque. And this is when Texas had a terrible, terrible drought. 
and the cattle industry and agriculture. It's on the line for Texas. And there was no forecast of rain. And Art said, yeah, we're going to do mass consciousness. Okay. Now, I couldn't participate because I was driving. But he told everyone, focus on rain in Texas. And that's, it was like silence for two minutes. I'm sure people turned on the show during that time and said, was Art off the air? Because it was just two minutes of focus on Texas getting rain. And I said, okay, well, that's unique, Art. Thanks. Okay. Now give me something to keep me awake while I drive late at night. And um, the next day he comes on and Texas is experiencing floods. I'm sure some of you remember this. Um, Mass consciousness. Miracles performed by Jesus. What it means for us when he said, this I do and you can do more. Um, The bounds of quantum physics, what our weapon systems are today. And I got a recent download on that for some people who are in a position to know. And... um, I will tell you this, I'm a little less concerned today about being invaded by China and Russia with the land force than I was before, except would our leaderships employ the weaponry at our dispense. But we have weapons, we have no equal. And and I would expose that. They would tell that, boy, that'd piss them off too. I'd be the one getting the visits like Art did. And I was always suspicious about Ramona's death, his wife. That's true. She was a severe asthmatic. Art talked about that on the air a lot. But (laughs) the way she died, circumstances surrounding it, and bad things happened to Art's family during the course of the show. This actually led him to, to leave. In fact, to tell you the story, this is really why he left the first time. I was stunned when he left the first time. I said, did I just hear him say signing off? And I had this verse recorder, so I couldn't stay up night every night and listen to him. But I'd record it, and this is when we all had the cassette decks in our cars and stuff. And so, you know, if I'm going somewhere, I'll just flip in our belts better than the mainstream BS I'm listening to. And so I'd listen, and I remember when Art signed off, I go, oh, my, you got to be kidding me. And uh, I remember I called Bill Pollock and Vance the same day. I said, did you guys know this? And, yeah, it's old news, Dave. I just heard it. And... um you know what happened? Premier came in and offered him $8 million. And he didn't cover the topic of editorial control. You get the idea. Premier will eventually be owned by Clear Channel. You know what Clear Channel is? George Soros. And they basically said, take it or leave it. We're controlling your content. And he couldn't take that. And then they brought in Hilly Rose, you know, God rest him, but it just wasn't the same. And the only person they've had on that show that I respected was John B. Wells. And I don't know if you guys know this. I'm friends with John B. Wells. And we met, we actually were on two shows week to week, back to back on um, two different shows. And we're kind of in the equivalent of the green room on air. And we just start talking. And, hey, nice to meet you, John. Like what you do. And this is when he was, uh, before he went to InfoWars, and he was kind of flirting with um, um, Coast to Coast. And he's telling me about it. We get to be friends. We exchange numbers. I get him on my show. Some I was on his show twice, like in March and April of this year. Uh, and he's a tremendous host. And when he was on there, his numbers on weekend were kicking the crap out of George Norrie. And he was trying to get me on the show. Can't have Dave Hodges. And I wasn't like I am today. I didn't think I should raise really very many red flags, but it's who my father was. That's what I found out. And we can't have the son of him because he might have told him some things. We can't have these things said on the air about what they really were working on with the Nazi scientists. Oh, I'll do that show, too, if I go through with this show. And so John Wells, you know, can't get me on his show, but he comes on mine and uh, maintain the friendship. And I really, really respect him. I mean, he's with, with John Wells. What you see is what you get. And I respect that. And he's a man's man. So anyway, 
John Wells says, Dave, I don't know how long I'm going to last here. And he started setting up Caravan to Midnight before he left. And um, I said, aren't you worried they're going to find out? He goes, I'm telling you, I'm out of here. They're trying to censor me, and they're censoring me on nonsense stuff. And um, and I said, uh, well, I found out something else, too. John, I said, your numbers are better than George Norrie's. He goes, I know, that's a problem. And sure enough, a week later, poop, gone. So I wrote two articles on my website, and they're still the two biggest articles I've ever written. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, half a million views on one and even more than that than the other. And actually, Art endorsed the two articles, too. He said John Wells, a good guy, and uh, felt he was doing a very good job. And he uh, said it on Facebook that he was, he really liked what I had written. And I wrote two articles, and, yeah, I was a little forceful. And um, should I go tell the rest of the story about me and George Norrie? And listen, I don't harbor any ill will towards George Norrie, but I really believe, and so does John, that he was a factor in John's firing. And, in fact, he kind of alluded to John deserved it. So, anyway, these two articles are there. And the second article I wrote, John had just he launched Caravan, and he was selling it as a subscription service, I think like 5 or $6 a month. Uh, and I said, you know, you're paying the same for Coast to Coast, and that show ain't the same since Art's gone. And I said, there was a glimmer of hope with John B. Wells. And I said, go to Caravan to Midnight. And they started bleeding subscriptions at Coast and signing up for Caravan. In fact, John said, he had me on a show pretty early on. And, and he said, here's the guy who's helping me build the show. And that wasn't so much my intention. And then one night, out of the blue, my cell phone rings. And it's George Norrie. And, you know, I'm a very reasonable person. I don't like verbal altercations. I try to treat people respectfully. But I had lost respect for Coast to Coast and this whole thing. And that was pretty apparent in my articles. And he was calling me to ask me to stop. <laughs> he was afraid of article number three. And then he said to me, and Dave, we can have you on the show. And I said, George, I think I've already taken a stand. I think I'm siding with my friend, John Wells. There's no way I can come on your show, no matter how important my message would be. No, I can never go on coast, but thank you. Anyway, it goes, well, will you stop? So anyway, the story doesn't end. Uh, my news director at the time, Annie DeRiso, wonderful, wonderful person became a great friend. She was the wife of the late Bill Pollock. And I asked her to be my news director and she really was good at what she did. She was real good. She used to host, on various TV shows, UFO segments. And um, and I, I knew who she was. And then when Bill hooked up with her, I go, oh, my gosh, what a great marriage. And then when Bill passed, she and I became very good friends. And um, so she's running this UFO conference in Vegas. And George Norrie's there. Now, I don't know how many people really knew what she looked like. But George seeks out Annie and goes up to her and says, you know, Dave, this is like a month after my conversation with her. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Dave, I would love a show. And she said, George, he ain't coming on your show. And this was in front of about 20 people. She told me the story. I couldn't quit laughing. So anyway, that's kind of my connection to this whole genre. Um, and really what I always hoped for is that there'd be a rebellion against George Norrie. And that uh, they'd have to bring back John B. Wells by popular demand, but that was wishful thinking. Um, John Wells was so good in that show. And his Caravan to Midnight show is awesome. It's just awesome. And it's really so professional. I, I go on a lot of shows, and I do uh, two or three interviews a week. And uh, by far and away, it's the most professional show I've been on. And he's the best interviewer. And he's got a voice that was bestowed by God. So I, I just thought I would share this with you here, my little thing. And listen, uh, George, if you hear this, I harbor you no ill will whatsoever. Okay, the fact you've lasted since 2003, and you've been gone 20 years, even though you said you'd leave by 2012, if the earth was still around, remember that 2012 stuff? Um, 
So George, you know, 20 years and, um, you can tell the years are catching up to him, but they're the grace of God go I. So no criticism there. Um, but I, you know, occasionally I'll catch coast for 10, 15 minutes. And I got to tell you, it's just not the same. It's not the same. And the ratings reflect it still a popular show, but it's less than half of what it was under art. And Art Bell was truly a legend. Someone, uh, by the way, thank you for this. The Watchman, jumping ship here, Paul Harvey. Yeah, good call. And uh, 1965, he did a piece on If I Were the Devil. And it's everything that's happening today. Everything. It's remarkable. We're almost 50 years out. And Paul Harvey nailed it. So he was great. Hey, listen, I I didn't agree with Rush Limbaugh and everything, but he was an icon too. So anyway, I don't try to be an icon. I try to be an information giver. I'm a teacher by trade. And um, I'm thinking about doing this because I think it'll be fun. I'll still do this. I mean, we'll still talk about CBDC. Um, By the way, too, I do have news on that. If you didn't see my uh, update this morning, there were two plans I originally covered, remember? CBDC straight across, and then the Fed now that will evolve into CBDC in case the first one fails. And I said, people really don't even know Fed now is going to blend into this. Well, there's now a third one. J.P. Morgan in BlackRock on Thursday announced the formation of the digitization of J.P. Morgan where they can convert anyone's cash deposit into tokens. Now, Citibank did this a couple months ago, and we reported on it. They haven't heard anything since. Folks, this is CBDC stuff. The private sector is already going through with the preparations. And I, if you really want to know what was going on, you need to go listen to that, because that um, I put that up this, this morning. And I said, J.P. Morgan plus BlackRock bringing you cbdc so there are three three things and this thing keeps changing clay clark asked me to go to you know um reawaken america tour and speak in california mid-december and and yeah i'm honored to go there and do that but um i said clay is there anything in particular you want me to talk about he goes dave everyone says that you really know a lot about cbdc and because i've heard some of your broadcasts and i thought yeah but by that time it might be kind of an old topic it's not it's not. They're tightening the screws as we go. And we are now about, we're actually a month and one day out from my, no, it's actually less than a month now from my presentation. So I'm going to be going there and talking about this. And I'm sure there'll be new things to report. And by the way, I've got it confirmed. Remember when I talked about when the ACH systems went down and there's still some banks that can't process their customers' checks? Uh, that was a, a beta test for interoperability phase two of three phases to go to CBDC. And some of these banks didn't pass the test. They had their version of the Philadelphia experiment malfunction. Oh, I am in the art bell mode, aren't I? When I make those kind of analogies. Anyway, I've gone on a long time tonight, but I wanted to come on here and just kind of share with you guys, um, you know, I thought the important news, Gavin Newsom, maybe versus Nikki Haley. Let's hope it's not Nikki Haley and it's Donald Trump. But also, um, I think it's important that um, I run this by some people to see if they think it's feasible, I do it. And it'll be no frills, just straightforward. Here's what it is. One, two, three. Isn't this topic interesting? And I don't have a show length picked out, but I can tell you, I could name... 20 topics off the top of my head I'd like to cover that don't really fit the geopolitics that I do day to day. And I just think it'd be fun. So actually what I'm thinking about doing too, and I don't know if I'll do this, but it occurred to me today, um, maybe run the show at midnight Eastern. (laughs) You can kind of speculate as to my motivation. Um, And I'll pre-record it. And put it out to come out at midnight Eastern. A lot of people catch it the next day um, and and go that route with it. So anyway, microchip implants. Oh, yeah, Elon Musk. I'd love to do a show on that. I mean, I've read a lot about this. It's scary. Antichrist 
type of stuff. It's Mark of the Beast stuff. Um, anyway, just looking here to see if you, okay, Dave and the Unexplained Explained. That's an interesting title. Um, send me your thoughts on show names. Keep in mind that I might even take some of the segments and put them on my podcast and my radio show too. Might strip the audio and do some of that. So keep keep in mind, it's, I was interviewing someone the other day. Oh, my gosh. And she was a great guest, a doctor. And she's talking about a controversial topic. She goes, and Dave, this is the real MFR. <laughs> it's too late. It's already out. And I had chosen to do a, a live broadcast that day when I usually don't. Oh, my God. And then, you know, the guy of the network calls me, and I said, I know what you're going to say. He goes, Dave, it's only one time. And he goes, at the most, they'll find you $5,000. I haven't heard anything. Shh, don't tell anyone, okay? Um, so keep in mind, the names of the show have to be uh, family-friendly. How's that? Anyway, you guys are making great comments. I bragged about you guys today when I was interviewing Doug on the Intel Report. I just said, you guys are a cut above the rest. There's no question. Your comments are above board. You care about the country. You care about the future of the kids. Um, you're willing to do work. You have um, unique views. You share them. You are civil with each other. You are Seriously, we've only had a couple of trolls on here. And you guys are very, very professional with each other. You are a cut above the rest of the nation. And this is why you need to be the ambassadors for the truth. You need to take work like what I do or someone else does, like my friend Doug Hagman. Uh, Doug and I go way, way back, and we're, we're good friends. And um, take work like that and share the living heck out of it because we really need to wake people up. And I'm going to give you my final warning before I go. If we ever allow CBDC to come in, it is the end. This other stuff is inconvenient. It hurts people what Biden's doing. Um, I, I believe in some ways it's costing lives, but CBDC will be the absolute worst. It will be. Uh, Alex Jones has a great name for his second site, Prison Planet. Absolutely right, Alex. Prison Planet is what this will be. Absolutely. Anyway, if someone said, I enjoy when you hang out with us, hey. I had fun doing this. Thank you. And it's great reading these wonderful, wonderful comments here. And thank you for your encouragement. And um, we'll do it. I will tell you this, though. One of the fundamental differences of art, and and I need to get myself into kind of an entertainment mode to do this, but I tend to approach things clinically like a researcher because that's how I'm trained. And I will bring you some factual things about controversial topics so people can't just say, oh, that's nonsense, that's BS. No, there's some science you got to deal with, too. But I also want to keep it on the light side so we can have fun with it. That's really what I want to do. Um, James, I want to respond to what you're saying here before I go. I know you're referring to CBDC, and James says, I thought that Congress voted this down. Uh, no, it's a bill. Introduced by the great fake stooge, uniparty member, bad guy, Emmer from Minnesota. Member, almost Speaker of the House. And then there's a rebellion against him by the conservative Republicans, and there should be. He's a classic uniparty, globalist, World Economic Forum guy. And Emmer introduced this bill to block CBDC, and this was a Trojan horse. Uh, the bill's there. People go, oh, good, the government's doing something. We have nothing to worry about. That was the purpose. It's still in committee, and they haven't touched it. And even if it passed, you got FedNow, and now the third thing, you got J.P. Morgan and BlackRock doing their digitized tokens for bank accounts. So, no, it's is much or more of a threat now than it was when Emmer introduced the bill. So uh, don't be fooled. And listen, that's the purpose. They want to fool people. And this is why I do shows like this, because I want to make sure you have the facts. And I'm telling you, folks, they're coming for our stuff. They're coming for our stuff. And there's no other way to look at it. All right. Well, anyway, I appreciate you guys, your wonderful audience. 
and I need to go break into a gym legally and, uh, and, and work out. So trying to keep this whole body as live as long as it'll go. So I will see you back here next time. And I'll put out a short when I decide to do a show, the new show. Talk to you later. Have a blessed night. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.